Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. I want to thank our guest this week, Quinn Greenlee. Quinn, you did an outstanding job of just dropping these seeds of wisdom. That's the way it feels when you're talking to to, to Quinn. He's just dropping seeds of wisdom. And I find myself just wanting to run behind him and glean it all. Just pick it all up. And that's the way it has felt this week. The responses have been so incredible and they've been all over the place, which I knew it would be. It was one of those testimonies that there was just so many pieces, moving pieces to it, that you knew it was going to hit people in very different ways. That's the beauty of testimonies is that you just never know the ears on which it's going to fall. You have no idea the people on the other side of the list of the audio, you have no idea what they're dealing with, what they're living with. And therefore things that we say, things that just tumble out of our mouths is some, it's a lifesaver for someone else. It's a lifeline that I think that's why it's so important that we all continue to share with one another what God is doing in our lives. But of all the various things, I'm going to hit upon a few different things today. Some of the things that came about or came up was, he said, endure. And one person who responded said, it was just the way he kept saying it. And he said, it just really resonated with me is that I have been holding on for dear life, but it is not what God wants for me to do, or at least it's not in the way that God wants me to do it. You know, enduring is something that we hold in high esteem. You know, it's, it's, it's a positive thing. But in this case, God is saying, I want you to do more than just endure. I want you to thrive. I want you to live. And Quinn talked about how it was really his time in the desert. He said, we were in the desert. And I felt like, the greatest gift that he could he could bring himself to was just to hold on. And I don't know about you guys, but I know what that's like. When God, all I have left is me just holding on. And there are times when that is good and that is enough. But then God pushes us to that next level when he says, I want you now to do more than just survive. Surviving is no longer enough. And you know when you reach that point, it's like there's something inside of you that is just saying, I can do more. I can be more. I can give more. And then we make that decision. And I don't think it's conscious, but we make that decision to either sit back in comfort or step out into an area that is brand new 
and scary to us. I think Quinn even mentioned it was a scary thing to step out. But I think that God wants us constantly stepping out of our boat. That's where the growth is. We talked about stepping out far enough that it actually pushes us into faith. Because it is possible to step out and just put our, you know, put your foot in the water, put your toe in the water. But that's not all that God wants for us. There's a time when that is applauded and God is cheering you on. But then there's a time when he's saying, come out into the deep water with me. I need you, as Peter did, take a few steps out there. It's okay if you tend to go down because I will reach out and I will pull you up. So, so many people talked about I don't want to just endure. I want to live life and I want to live it to the full. But the one thing that really resonated with me and it came up a number of times as well, but I think it was a personal resonation for me. And I don't know if it was because I'm a woman, (laughs) I'm a mother, but when his, he talked about his son's response, when he made the decision to step out, And he let them know it. When he said, family, if I step out or when I step out and dare to dream again, it's going to impact the whole family. Things are going to be different. Things are going to be changing. And, you know, I'd asked him the question, did you feel any guilt behind that? And he was like, oh, my gosh, absolutely. Because I can only imagine as a parent saying, family, I'm going to now do something completely different. And that difference is going to shake up everything, shake up life as we know it. We've had to do that. The fosters have had to do that so many times. Um, Just moving from one place to another, trying desperately not to have to move my kids from one school to another school. Can I just have them graduate from the same high school? Decisions like that, that we've had to make life decisions that impacted not just my husband and I, but my children as well. Those kinds of changes tug at your heart. It tugged at my heart. And then When he made that decision, though, and he put it out there to his family, I loved that his son's response was, Dad, I'm so proud of you. And I think in that brief moment, Quinn had to pause because I think it moved his heart. We want so much to see our kids do well. We're watching our kids. We're trying to pour into them and give them everything they need in order to do great in life. Because as parents, that's kind of our responsibility is to make sure that our kids are doing great. That makes us feel great. But in this situation, to have it flip around and to have your child say, Mom, Dad, I'm so proud of you. That is powerful. 
God took something that was a terrifying moment and he gave him a kiss to say, I'm with you, your family's with you, now keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. I believe our kids' faith, a lot of it, rests in our hands. We forget sometimes that our kids are watching. Mom and dad can be in church for 50 years and kids can never see the joy of God or the light of the Lord in their lives. What are we saying? We have a generation of children right now who are not even sure they believe there is a God. So we have to look at it as parents and go, am I showing my kids that this God that I've been praising and singing about, reading about all of their life, am I showing them that he is a God that is real, that he is a God that is on my side, and that he is a God for me, not against me. I believe what our kids see in us, in our walk with God, will either help to plug them in to a real God, or we will help to unplug them, which is what the world is doing right at this time. I think that's why that part moved me so much, is that I saw a son looking at his father and seeing the hand of God in action. I want God to be seen in my life, not just heard about, but seen. Our kids need to see him, see him alive and active in my struggles, and in my good times. That was powerful for me. And then another thing was when he said, never give up. It's never too late. And I look at that and go, how many times do we just throw our hands up and say, you know what, I'm, it's too late to change. Or I struggle with the same thing all the time, so I'm just going to always be this way. But he showed us, just through his own personal walk, it is possible to change. It's one decision at a time. One thing for 66 days becomes a habit. I just loved how intentional he was. I think so much of faith for us today is is emotional and it's mental, but I do believe that it is a verb. Faith, walking in faith is action. Decisions in which we act upon, not just think about. And I believe that is what he meant when he said, you know what, I had to simply put something in motion. Stop multitasking with a gazillion things. And what if I just do two things? and do them consistently. That was amazing. That's the one thing that since last week I've been trying to carry with me is just do one thing consistently for the next 66 days and watch it change. Amazing job. You know, with Quinn, it's so funny. It's like hearing a five-point sermon because he just kept dropping things one, one after the other. 
but not to get lost in the quantity of things that was coming our way, but to really listen closely to what he had to say. And it explodes your faith. To dare to dream again. Even when things are going well, it's one thing when things are in a bad place, we're in a dark spot, it's like you have nothing to lose. But when life is going along smoothly, you're in a good place. And he was still saying, I'm not everything I want to be. I can choose to settle and live comfortably. Or I can dare to dream. There's more to me. I believe God wants us to live up to the potential that he's put in each and every one of us. I think so many of us, we never, ever even get close to it. I don't think we even entertain that there's more to us than meets the eye. And for those of us who do, sometimes we entertain the thought, but then we go, but it's too much effort to try to get there. God wants us to live life and live it to the full. And the last little nugget I love when he said, freedom, living in freedom. Just think about, it's one of those things we always desire. We talk about it. We want it in every area of our lives. We all desire to be free. But as we know, freedom isn't free. There's a cost. Jesus paid the ultimate cost. Are we willing to pay our share for freedom? Galatians 5, I referenced it in our podcast. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. But I know because I did not for so long, I know that so many of us are not living free. Jesus died so that we could be, but yet we are living and are not. So it's almost like he's given us a gift. We're walking around with the gift, but we refuse to open it. It made me think about when I, in my, my first marriage, I, I was in an abusive relationship for a long time. And all of this is in my book. But I remember feeling like a prisoner in my own home, locked up in my own self. And I share this because it helped me to see just how chained, unfree, I don't even know if that's a word, (laughs) I was. I couldn't speak up. I couldn't leave the house. There were so many things I could and could not do. And then in the beginning, you push against it to some degree. And then it slowly starts to just become your norm. That was part of my losing my voice. I just shut down. And it became who I was, as opposed to the prison that I was stuck in. God kept resonating with that one passage of scripture to me, BJ, it is for freedom that I have set you free. And I had to keep asking myself, then why am I not free? It was because of my choices. 
God is constantly challenging our perspective. It doesn't matter what goes on in our lives, what happens in our lives. You know, there's so much to rob us of our joy right now. The world is chaotic. Life is always chaotic and it always will be. But we get to choose to either live this life in freedom or live this life in bondage. Quinn chose to step out of bondage and to step into freedom. And that's going to look different for everyone. It may not be, you know, walking away from a long-time job at Microsoft into something uncertain like real estate. Sometimes we can get so drastic in our choices from one end to the other. That may not be your decision right now as far as stepping out of bondage, but everybody has something. What am I stuck in that God is trying to call me out of? If there is an awakening inside of you, if there's something going on, God is shaking things up. Take the time to pause this week and listen. Say, God, what are you trying to show me about me? What are you calling me to? What am I not living up to? What gift have you given me that I have refused to open? Help me to be brave enough to open the gift, to step out on faith, to examine what it would look like, what it would feel like to be free. It's so easy to stay in that stuck place. I remember when I was in that transition place in my relationship and I was, I was like, God, I can't, I, I'm dying, literally, if I stay in this relationship. But I'm terrified of walking away. So I had to make a decision. And it was just so much easier for so long to stay. Because even though it was killing me, the familiar was comfortable. I think some of us are sitting in comfort. You're sitting in the familiar when God is trying to pull you into freedom. And he's saying, yes, it is going to be frightening. But it's frightening only because you've never been there. It's frightening only because you can't see me. I'm standing here with you. He wants us to be free. He wants us to live life to the full. He wants us to be more than conquerors. No more just enduring. I want to live. From this moment, for this week, you don't have to take it all into next year. Let's just take a step at a time, one day at a time. Let's be on the lookout. For the one thing that's going to help us step out of our cages, out of our bondage, and into freedom. And that is the hand of God. Be on the lookout as we always stay and as we always do. Be on the lookout, my friends, for the hand of God.
Thank you, everyone, for listening in. I hope you've been enlightened and encouraged. I want to say thank you to my incredible guests this week and a special thanks to my music man, Mr. David Burnett Graham. Follow me on Instagram, everybody. And until next time, be on the lookout for the hand of God.